Hey, it's Aidan here. Just before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know about something new. It's called the Magician's Business Group. We've just opened up a Facebook group designed to help you guys as entertainers grow and improve your entertainment business. So if that is you, if you are an entertainer that wants help growing and improving your entertainment business, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you right there. Or if you're like me, have the Facebook app on your phone, open it up and search for the Magician's Business Group and you'll go straight there. Anyways, back to the episode. Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the Successful Mentalist podcast. My name is Ashley Green and as always I'm joined with Aidan O'Sullivan and this is something that we've never actually done on the Successful Mentalist podcast before. You know, last week we had the amazing Tom Elderfield on to really close a fantastic four weeks of talking about creativity and, and the tips and advice he shares and, and kind of the way he took conversation from what we assumed he was going to say was, was just beautiful. So massive thanks for that. If you haven't listened to it, uh, do scroll back and, uh, and give that a listen to. Uh, but today is another kind of bonus episode and it's actually from one of our students from the school. Do you want to say a bit more about this, Aidan? Yeah, I mean, uh, this is a, a really interesting episode because obviously if you've been following our work on our socials and stuff, you'll be aware that we're offering coaching sessions um, which we can literally do. We dissect a specific topic area with you uh, on these two-on-one coaching sessions. And this is exactly what this episode is. So uh, Sam, who is with us uh, on this call at the minute, He's a member of our School of the Successful Mentalists. And as part of that, Sam receives um, every every two weeks, he gets a, a coaching call with us. And this specific episode or this specific coaching call just stood out. And it, it was so on topic for the whole creativity month. And, and, and we felt that there was a, a, a lot of gold in there. So we've we've kindly asked Sam, who has incredibly generously allowed that entire call to be supplied to you guys on the podcast. So with that said, Sam, did you want to say, Hey, you're right guys. Uh, thanks for having me on here. Oh, no, thank you. It's honestly huge. Thanks once again for, for letting us have uh, and use this call for, for the wider listeners. With that said, what were your sort of takeaways? What, what did you enjoy about this call? Yeah. So let's be honest. There's, there's a lot to go through in this episode and it's one that I've gone back and watched multiple times just to really kind of get it to sink in. But for me personally, the, the main thing to take away is actually taking a step back. I'd never really heard of that approach and really just enjoying where I am at the moment, such as uh, reading all the books and taking in the information. I was really stuck in my ways and almost hitting that brick wall of not being able to do anything because I felt I was just going in circles. But by saying like, well, it's okay to kind of be in that spot and look at creativity from a different aspect and even just being happy with changing routines to sit, uh, to be more personal. Um, I, I found that really, really helpful. That's, that's beautiful. And, and thank you for being so open and honest with us, man. That, that means a lot. And, and like Aidan said, I just want to replicate. Thank you for sharing what was originally going to be a private call for just you and, um, and allowing it to be on the podcast because it was, it was midway through the, uh, the actual recording of uh, of your coaching call that I text Aiden and I said Aiden we've got to use this on the TSM podcast 
like what is being shared here is perfect for the listeners. Um, and I just very, very quickly before we actually, you know, jump into the main meat of the episode and actually start discussing everything and, and sharing this coaching call with all of the listeners. Like you've been a member of the school of the, of the successful mentalist, like one slam words there, the school of the successful mentalist, uh, one of our students for a little while now, like since we opened for the past few months, like how have you, how have you found it? Is it, has it helped you out of curiosity? I'm just curious on the podcast to get some honest feedback. Yeah. Yeah. It's been fantastic for me. The, uh, this community that you're creating is absolutely wonderful. That that's the biggest take from me. While I really enjoy the one-to-one and find them incredibly useful as uh, you know, everyone will hear in this up and coming thing. But for me, the, having ideas from people from all over the globe in one place and being able to talk openly about those ideas has been absolutely incredible. It's really amazing having uh, not just people of different ages, but different areas. Everyone's got different inspirations. And when you can throw that all into a blender, you, you really come out with some amazing stuff. Well, that's it. That's exactly what we're here to do at the School of the Successful Mentalist. Put everyone in a blender and hope for the best. Um, but with that said, we well, let's crack on uh, and share the episode. Obviously, everyone's listening and waiting. But Sam, thanks again. Uh, is, do you have any last minute thoughts for these guys that are about to listen to this? What should they prepare for? Uh, grab, grab a notepad and be prepared to listen to it a few times, if I'm honest. <laughs> there, there really is a lot to go through. Right, it's exactly that. It's exactly that. On that note, Ashley? It's time to jump in to the main meaty coaching call that was with Samuel. Hope you guys enjoy it and uh, let us know on social media. If you do listen to this, just tag us, take a screenshot and tag uh, the successful mentalist and I hope you enjoy it. I was saying to um, Sam that this question really links into uh, this month's kind of podcast episodes because you're on about creating new routines in particular, if I remember. Yeah, Uh, it's more about how, how we start the process. Like, for, for God knows how long now, I've literally just been reading anything I can get my hands on. So I've read a, a ton of random bits. But it's getting to the point now, I'll pick up a new book and then I'm like, well, this is just building on whatever. It, it's, you know, same routine, same whatever, different routine or same routine with slightly different workings. And I'm at that point where it's like, okay, well, where do I go from here? So obviously I need to start more on the creation side of things. But yeah i don't really know where to start as weird as that sounds yeah no so firstly first you don't just because you you've hit that point of you're seeing a lot of the same routines or the same methods or principles being shared around everywhere doesn't mean you that like they've now been exhausted and you need to create just because you're at that point you don't need to create your own material heck my all of my material albeit it's basic but it's all stuff that i've learned elsewhere really i'm i mean heck my my shows have always or most for the most part been stuff that i found in in my books it's like i'm using that material straight away just putting my own presentation on it so just because you don't need to go out and create material and write like create tricks and stuff it's more the if you can just adapt the presentations or or even the the angle or the 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 concept or the context even that that trick is used yeah for, for me anyway, that's what I do first. I don't try and, I don't go out and try and create a trick because I, I have to create a trick. I, I, if I, I, what I 
my process personally is I've got a vision for a routine. The, like, what do I want the routine to look like? Or what do I want out of the routine? So for, for example, I wanted a routine uh, that could be done to music with the revelation being the music. That was yeah. it, because I, I love music. That was my vision. I wanted something music-oriented, and that was kind of the place I was going. So then I started looking for, uh, look, I searched books, products, and everything for methods or tr existing tricks that I could literally just copy and paste into that that framework that idea and build it from there but at the same time i've had this idea that i saw like darren's enigma at the end of his show enigma that entire routine i thought i love the freedom that i love the craziness i love the random fairness i, I love how impossible that is i want to i want to do that in my own way so yeah. then i i custom built the trick based on that specific nuance that little bit so I, 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 my creative process very much is starting at the, what do I want out of it? Or what's the problem that I'm trying to fix? Yeah. And, and then I'll find it, but there's no pressure on me creating material for a show or, or for a close up set or like, I don't, I don't want to create material. If I can, I'm, I'm lazy. <laughs> I'd rather just adapt it. Okay. Why, why, why make it hard? Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I'm at this point where I'm, I feel like I'm hitting a block. That's the only way I can put it. Is there a, a specific thing that you, like a specific scenario or, or the, cause I, I've written, both me and Ashley have hit that block before. Like we, we've, yeah. we've both been there. So I think can, that's, that's my problem is that yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what sort of trick I want to create. Um, cause I feel like everything I'm thinking about has been done a million times to death, to be honest. So and that's, and that's okay. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I just feel like I've hit a mental block and I really don't know how to get past it. Like, I, obviously, I'm still really enjoying reading mm. a lot. Although, uh, as I was saying before, it is very much in hypnosis now just because it's so different to all the other stuff. But even that's getting to the point where no matter which hypnosis book I read, it's the same book about whatever, you yeah. know? So, well, yeah. Let's start at the beginning then. <laughs> you say you want to create routines and you say you're trying to struggle coming up with routines what what scenarios are you trying to create these routines for um are you trying to create them to sell or are you trying to create them for stage close up like where, where does it all start what do you what do you want uh i like the idea of just saying i created this it's bad as that sounds i want something that i can be proud of and it's unique everything i do now anyone can do like don't get me wrong i put my own presentation spin on anything I perform to try and make it feel different. But, you know, there's only so many ways you can do, you know, toxic force, which uh, um, any of these routines, really, anything that evolves a peak, how we're revealing information. And I just want to, I don't know, try and do something different, but it, it's difficult. It is. But it, at the it, same time, the solution, your solution is actually a lot more simple than then it, it, it will make sense in a second so although it's not going to be necessarily the easiest of approaches the idea is incredibly simple you want something that is yours you yeah. want something that is unique and you want something that is yours because it's unique yeah right they're the three like the sort of three points yeah yeah, yeah. unique yours yours because it's unique yeah so let's tackle the first point yours 
there's only one way that we're going to make it yours and that quite simply is pulling out the things that you enjoy the most and it sounds ridiculous but if you need to notepad and pen write out as many things that you like about existing routines existing presentations existing plots what are the, your favorite bit so for me if i was going to write down say just three off the top of my head three things that i i love about mentalism um I, for example which hand i love how a 50 50 can be so enticing to an entire audience yeah but what else do i love i also love the fact that with mentalism you can go into a, a different genre and a different ballpark that magic doesn't allow you to more specifically for me blending into the realism but actually genuinely being real yeah as, as a magician okay so you get the idea so these are the as specific as you possibly can get the the easier this is going to get so just saying oh like which hand that's not gonna cut it because that's not giving you that opportunity to blend into something new yeah being specifically clear about what you like out of a routine out of mentalism out of hypnosis out of suggestion or in general it, look outside of magic and mentalism aim for a list of 25 that's a key number 25 specific points from there you can start mapping those together and, and seeing which connect for example I, like how simple a like audience uh, how easily the audience gets enticed into a 50 50 well what i also really love is how in this specific routine everybody loves how there's like a gamble like there's actual money on the table yeah 50 50 money on the table oh my gosh there's a connection that like I do the 50 50 for cash. Like you, there's a terrible example, really bad example. But I get what you mean. You're, you're get crossing those different points to try and create something that's so you're, you're not even, unique to you because it's where your uh, interests lie. Yeah. So it's not even you're trying to create something just yet. The idea there is that you're just trying to find out like what are your highest leverage interests? What are the bits that you enjoy the most? What are, what are the, what kind of connect, what sort of ballpark areas, if you like, what, sort of, what are the key points that if you was to create something, you would get the maximum enjoyment or the best return out of creating something for that. Yeah. So then you get those one, two, three, however many points you want, and you start to already shape something. Now it's really hard without practical examples. So again, it's, yeah. but the idea there is that you'll, you build your interests, you take it a step further. Yeah. from there is when you start the play and that's when you start creating you just write ideas just think of not necessarily plots just think of the ex external things what do you want to present what else do you want and yeah. then can you just make another list of those and just try and add those in really copy and paste and like a b split test and just whatever it is for for you just throw ideas out you don't ever want to try and create something because then you box yourself into this okay here's what i'm trying to create oh wait adding music oh that fits in over here no that's not in between my parallels yeah instead what you want to do is like this you want to pyramid it get everything here so that the only thing at the top of the pyramid is the idea that you've created okay does that make sense yes yeah sorry it's a yeah. lot to take in in one go I, I, trust, <laughs> trust me i appreciate that it was for me i'm literally the so just quickly on the evolution of where this has come from this actually came from an exercise from stephen cotler and the flow research collective um all about actually creating a, your massively transformative purpose and like your big aspirational life goal thingies yeah. so he actually calls it the passion cycle or the passion recipe or whatever so you take your curiosities your 25 curiosities and then you play in those areas to find those those points and ultimately then you're turning your curiosities into a collective passion 
you then think deeper onto your passions and then you can turn those passions into a purpose okay. so it goes from interests passions purpose and then from that purpose you can create your massively transformative purpose your mtp the big aspiration yeah. thing but in this case if we're going to apply it directly to the creation of magic and mentalism routines what you're trying to do that mtp there is actually just the trick the routine the the effect the whatever it is that you end up creating that is yeah. yours because it fits the it's yours it's unique and it's yours because it's unique so with that in mind essentially it's best to look at the end result and then work backwards you'll find it's much easier to do that um and whether it's actually the end result or a bit in the middle or just a feature of don't don't pin yourself down to a formula so i've both me and ashley for that matter we we've looked at routines and we've thought right we want that out of the routine we've built from that but at the same time we've also thought of a bit in the middle of the routine and then the rest of the routine has come around that do you have any points on that ashley well i was just going to say you know this this slightly reminds me of when we was planning the end of our uh, theater tour like we we had an idea this is a show we was like right and then we had to create an end of our theater tour. it was like what the hell do we do well, it was like we didn't have an idea we were like we knew what the show was but we didn't know how to finish it so we we sat down we didn't talk about tricks we was like what would be what would be hella cool what would be insane what 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 could we do this and we started throwing out ideas we was like imagine if we could play the lottery on the telly and then predict tonight's draw imagine if like blah 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 all of this insane stuff and then we kind of like whittled it down and then we was like right now we've got a cool idea for a, a trick how the hell do we do it <laughs> and then we was like right and then then I think that's when you can apply the information that you've read from all of the books. Like once you start working backwards, you've got these crazy ideas, everything which you enjoy, exactly what Aiden was saying, and you're whittling it down. It's like, I've got this idea now, which sounds insane and I'd love to do it. How? And then you apply your knowledge of everything you've read to make the how a reality. And, and we done that. And okay, what we came up with isn't actually using our own tricks but the whole routine's ours and it's never been used like that before but we're using other other tricks other techniques to create a whole like you say new routine which has never been done and it started from just sitting down in a bar in blackpool at the convention last convention and just going right this weekend we're going to write a theater show what will be a, a silly ending <laughs> and we've done it it's, it was genuinely it just slotted into place because we'd had, we'd, we'd gone, as Ashley said, we'd boiled it down from these crazy ambitious ideas that we really loved. And we pulled out what uh, what did we love about Darren's endings? Because Darren, let's be fair, if you need a closer for a show, you, you look at Darren for inspiration. It's just the way it is. Hey there, it's Aidan here. I just wanted to interrupt the podcast for just a moment to let you know that all of this information that you've heard already and that you're about to hear can be found on our site in pdf format for free all you need to do to access that is simply check the show notes check the description of wherever you're watching or listening to this click through the link to our site and you'll be able to download it for free no emails no funny business we just want to make sure that if you're interested in this content you can take it away and take action immediately remember on our site just check the show notes show description click through to our site hit download and the pdf is yours anyway Back to the coaching session. Was it you that I heard it from as well, or sorry to mind, or was it 
where I read it somewhere else, but like giving your time switched on and then switched off to let your subconscious go. Yeah. So this is actually in, um, I don't know if you had a chance to read the four stages of creativity, the article that I threw in the group, but essentially, no, a hundred percent get to that. It's really short. It's like a two minute read at the most. It's very basic. And there's a nine minute video at the end, but it's a two minute read to get the gist of it. But essentially there's four stages of of curiosity, of creativity. Uh, But one of the most important ones is, as Ashley mentioned, switching off, not thinking about the idea, intentionally avoiding the idea. Because that's when your subconscious is going to start pairing the ideas and actively think and it and combine it so that when you come back to the idea, it sounds very wishy-washy and very like mad, like, sure, magic's going to happen in my head. But it really, that's just the way psychology works. That's just the way the, the brain works with creative ideas. Give your time that, yourself that time off to reset. Your brain's going to do its thinking so that when you come back to the idea, new, new things will fall. Or you'll find yourself just actively not doing something. Hey, I've not written conventionally my uh, online show yet but i'm not intentionally writing it yet i'm letting i'm starting writing like either this evening or tomorrow but i've got a heck ton of notes based on ideas i thought oh wouldn't it be cool to be able to do this and this and, and maybe do a present okay i like, really like these ideas cool make a quick note of what and then i've actually found that heck i went to the bank the other week and it was like last week i drove to the bank and on the 20 minute drive to the bank full routine based on the ideas that i thought of the day before it just popped into my head i was like this is great and it happens like that i have it all the time on calls to aiden <laughs> ideas for tsm how many times aiden do i go for a wee and i come back and say you're not going to believe this by the time i flush the toilet at this idea <laughs> all <laughs> the time it happens all the time like i went to i, I don't know how, how how well known this is but i'm going to tell you anyway i went to go meet up with peter turner in london and he was actually, he didn't tell me at the time, but he was actually in the middle of consultation meetings for Ryan Trix's upcoming series, or one of the series that he's got in the pipelines. He didn't tell me that. I just walk in on this meeting with Ryan P, somebody else, I think it might have been Mark Lemon, but I can't remember. And, but then there was the, like a couple of directors and stuff, and they were all talking ideas about the show. And Pete just brought me in and was like, yeah, it's fine, it's whatever. The directors pushed back on one of Ryan's ideas, and Pete said, right, here's a premise we do this he literally went to the bathroom came back and he'd written an entire bloody show an entire episode he'd written by the time he went to the bathroom come back whole thing and so again give yourself that opportunity to just not don't put the pressure as soon as you start pushing and forcing ideas you get that resistance and then you hit that mental block the easiest way to overcome it is to just ask yourself more questions and then and then avoid it let your brain do the work as well when you are on like don't be annoyed with yourself. Don't get hit up that you might be creating bad ideas because if you've got a bad idea, follow it through, write it down, write it down in a notebook, even if it's got awful, because eventually you'll get bad idea, bad idea, bad idea, bad idea, and you'll keep going. And then your brain might go, Oh my God, that idea I wrote down that was God awful. What happens if I do this? Because you get all these ideas which will come into your head and they might be bad. Go with it because eventually they, they that will be a source of inspiration for something good and the more you start getting used to writing this stuff down the more you start letting your brain pour these ideas out the more ideas will come in and and i think that's the reason why pete is always just so on it with creating these ideas because he lets his ideas just fall out of his head and his brain's used to just pumping out these ideas and he's got that ability to switch on and off and and then it all paired up yeah creativity at the end of the day it's it's people think it's a thing that you can do 
actually i think it's more of a muscle that you train it's one of those situations that you can't just okay i'm gonna sit and this is my creative time yeah fine that maybe that's your creative time but but what about it makes it creative the fact that you've called it creative time or the fact that you're actually using yourself uh, as a means to an end again just to reference the the flow research collective again their their understanding of peak performance in like cognitive emotion like yeah like or in all levels ultimate peak performance is all about hacking your biology and your physiology to allow it to work for you rather than against you so having finding those ways for installing breaks asking questions and letting ideas just connect the dots writing stuff down to come back to it later if you can do all of that naturally the creativity is going to is going to come in it's something that i still struggle with and i always look for the books but having spoken to timon kraus about just inspire like where do we find inspiration because he's got a fantastic essay on inspiration i don't know whether it's in his in a book or whether that's a separate thing I, I, he just sent it to me and it was crazy we spoke to him and one of the things that he said really left a mark on me it's like you can have a huge library that's that that's great have as many books as dvds anything that's great but you don't go to those for inspiration you go to those for information mm. and for me that was just like wow you're right when i create a routine there's so many times i used to just go and pick up a book and flick through it or pick up a couple of books and flick through those and think oh what can i do what can i do what can i do and actually He's right. I'm, I'm, I'm doing the wrong thing. I'm trying to fill in the blanks to a question that's not even been asked yet. Does all of that kind of make sense? I realise that this is probably one of the deepest. <laughs> so much. But no, no, no. This is good. This is what I need. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Maybe what I need to do is not be so focused on the creation side, but rather be happy with the routine inside. Because I think maybe that's my problem. Is that as I said, everything I do, I try and routine in a way that I think's a bit more unique, but it, I still feel like I'm a carbon copy of other people, even though the routines I'm creating, I'm hoping are different, whether that's just yeah. the pattern stuff. Um, but maybe I should not be like that and kind of just go with it. Perhaps. I think for, for me, there's sort of two key elements to that, that again, the mindset shifts that will, that I, I've personally had to implement in my own stuff and I'm sure that you'll benefit from as well. But one of them is the idea of craving that label, craving that this is mine. You get so hooked on this idea and this addiction of like, here's the thing that I want, but you're chasing an end goal at that point. You're chasing something that's not going to give you that, what you think it's going to give you. Sure, it might give you a short-term pleasure, a short-term like, oh my God, yes, I've finally done it. But because it's got a definitive end, it's because it's that end point. As soon as you get to that point, everything after it's just, oh. And then you, you, you'll you hit that. You genuinely, regardless, you get you might get to that point and tell yourself, great, I'm going to create another routine after I've done that. And that's you think that's what's going to get your momentum going. You're going to really go for it. As soon as you hit that one creation, because you've picked it up as a huge end goal, end goals never work in the way that people think they do you you will have that that dip in motivation because it won't give you the results you want and it's that idea that you should be focusing more on that that journey that creating a routine just as you mentioned spend more time enjoying that or, or focusing the attention on the creation process on the, on that process of building and, and developing new routines and finding your processes learning about you ultimately the way that you work and you create because that's where the value is going to be. So that sure, that's maybe that may be a trigger point. That goal is a, a, a great, yes, I finally reached that, but it's not like you're doing it for that. Instead, that's just a metric so you can measure your own growth and measure your own creativity and your own ability to 
problem solve. And the, <laughs> I'm so sorry. This is a huge. No, 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 no. It, uh, this is a massive. Yeah, I think we've rewatching this one a few times. I think. <laughs> well, to be fair, this is one of those calls that genuinely anybody would benefit from. I think because yeah. of the because of the information, it can be applied in so many contexts. But the, but the other, the second mindset, I really want to just throw out there. It's that being able to accumulate and just be aware of. Uh, delayed gratification as a species nowadays in the modern world we crave instant gratification we, we crave that i want this yes i want this yes i want this yes and in this case it might be the case of i want this routine why because it'll be mine and then that's great but that's a situation that's a that's one of those cravings of instant gratification i i would personally argue you might see it differently but from from my perspective it's like you want that and, you, and because it's not in reach you're having trouble and that's where the mental blocks come in because you're not getting the instant gratification so by having that mindset shift of i'm actually sure that's a metric rather than a goal the goal is to become more creative and to be a better creator and be a better thinker in that respect which again is arguably a, a not very bound by metrics you, you put yourself in this position that you're not chasing that instant gratification you're delaying the gratification because you know uh, in the end you're going to be in a better position. It's also um, something uh, which you sent to me as well about not letting people know about your ideas until they're done. We've both fallen for this. Uh, the ideas that most people say and verbalise, they're less likely to achieve. If you if you have a big goal and you throw it out there, you're less likely to achieve it than if you kept your mouth shut. Um, you're trying to do something unless you're specifically working with somebody who you definitely are, who is going to help you get to that goal your best bet is to stay silent and not not do anything and like verbally anyway because your your mind subcon your subconscious mind cannot distinguish between things that you've said you're going to do and things that you've actually done it's really bad at that so by saying here's one of the things that i want to do and by telling people like this is my ambition bam 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 these are the things i want to do i want to have this bam 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 you've tricked you essentially trick your mind into thinking it's already been done so you're not prepared to drive and work for it and you're not your brain it's not that you're not necessarily prepared to drive and work for it your brain just won't won't help you so again by keeping those ideas quiet you're essentially keeping them into yourself and again it's one of those situations of shock them with your uh, result okay. um, so that's just another a little so I mean, I've fallen for that so badly. Yeah, it's surprising you know, actually. So always like I've always been on the mindset of this discussions essentially. You know what I mean? Like, okay, this is the ballpark, and then discussing with people to get different aspects, and then thinking the best avenue. So, I think that for the most part, it depends on the goal, but there is a just a big difference between accountability and just sharing your goals. I think if you're sharing it with the right people that can help you further your knowledge and your interest and your progression to those goals, then in that situation, you'd probably be good actually talking to them. But it's if you keep telling people and you tell more people and you keep saying it over and over and over again, you're knocking yourself back into that position that, oh yeah, I've done it already. I've done it. I've told so many people, it's, I've basically done it. And then you'll settle for second best rather than being literally in a call with one, two other people like this and saying, this is what I want to do. I want to get to this point. Can you help me? Or I want to get to this point. What are your thoughts on how I can do that? Not asking, do you think it's possible? D or do you think it's a good idea? No, 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 no. Ignore all of that. Ask for progressive questions and get people only progressing to the point. Because then you, you're relying on too many external factors if you start asking questions that don't further the goal. Okay. Really surprised about that, but it makes a lot of sense.
it's, it's, it's the same as um again it's the same as <laughs> visualization stuff yeah. your subconscious can't distinguish between what it's watching uh like you know in a tv screen and what it's watching in a in, in the main world i was reading a part of the uh the code on that and he uses creative visualization to cure his acne and he does that by spending five minutes three times a day imagining that he's taking the clean blue sky and putting it on his face and is sticking to his face and then he's cracking and peeling it off to leave beautiful skin underneath and it's almost like a placebo effect it, it tricks your body into thinking that oh yeah no the, the skin's fine and then it is and he cured his acne that way when doctors couldn't with medicine uh, he then goes in to talk about how they um how a lot of drugs are rejected because they can't be a placebo effect. And then he goes on talking about how um, there was uh, seven or 10 patients who had arthritis or something. Only two of them had the serious operation that was needed to cure their problem. The others didn't, they were just had an incision and sewed back up. So they didn't have the operation. Anyway, time passes. None of them can work out who had the operation and who didn't, but they was all cured but only two of them had the operation. It's crazy stuff. Mm. It's crazy stuff. So that's the long-winded, deep <laughs> philosophical way of creating yeah. a new magic and mentalism routine. <laughs> there you go. So... What has this happened? This um, is one that... Again, think it, about it, don't think about it. <laughs> do it, but don't do it. Just think about it, but don't think about it. Oh, you ready? <laughs> ridiculous. Well, this Sounds is like cold reading. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> that's great well we should have told Ferdinand all of that earlier <laughs> he wanted to learn about proving cold reading we should have just told him this um, yeah so it's one of those cases that all of this information it's dense there's a lot of it, again this is where I was saying at the start although it's simple that the way to solve the problem is simple again you you established yourself this triad of you want something that's yours you want something that's unique and you want something that's unique because it's yours well break that down get your like nail one at a time like what do you love about the most the most about when you're performing find out what makes something truly yours what's unique what are things that you've thought of doing that haven't been done what are the things that you do that haven't been done nail that bit pair them together then you get something that's unique that's yours because it's your interests your so it's really simple to fix these big these huge like creative blocks and again research creativity check the article and all of that stuff but it's not easy don't yeah. get me wrong it is not an easy thing to do shift your mindset stop saying i'm struggling doing this stop saying ah oh, I've, I've hit a wall i can't do this because then you're just reinforcing that idea that you can't do it Jim Quicks, uh, one of the uh, speed readers and um, memory experts and all of that stuff. One of his, his phrases is, if you fight for your limitations, you keep them. Oh, wow. if you, yeah, if you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them. And again, it's just uh, like what we said a minute ago. I would argue that it kind of pairs into telling people about your goals. If you're telling people that you're stuck in, uh, you're stuck in a creative block and you stay, your subconscious will then believe it. And your brain will be in that position of, I'm in a subconscious block we've said well i say we've said you said right at the beginning of this call sam you said that you're in this creative block but the problem isn't that you're in a creative block the problem is that you didn't know where to go you wanted to create something you knew kind of what you wanted to do but you didn't know where to take it or what direction to go so you've established problem solution being find the direction we've just given you a couple of ways to do that 
So again, you're not in a creative block. It's just not sure on the next step. It's really important, really important to, to just shift that mindset into a situation of, it's a growth mindset. It's an optimistic and growth mindset. That's what I've done. That, that's all I've done. Eight months, six to eight months ago, I thought, right, I'm, I'm going to turn my life around. How do I do it? I'd fix my brain. Really all that, he was eating nine cereal bars in Blackpool. Now look at him. <laughs> Albeit, if Blackpool happens again, I will, I'll, I'll probably still consider the nine cereal bars because it's Blackpool. Yeah, makes sense. All right, that's a lie. I can't. I don't think I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a limitation I'm prepared to fight for. <laughs> it's dangerous. But yeah, hopefully that's been useful. Hopefully there's yeah, a, watch, really. watch the content, apply it out of context. See, I, I gave you this entire recipe at, of how to take your, your, like build this routine from the ground up based on your passions and your interests and your favorite bits. I stole that from a completely different context about how to find your big life purpose. Yeah. It works. It's a formula that worked for me three times in a row. It's got to work out of that context. Okay. Thank you. Wow. That was insane. Honestly, Aiden, you when I listened to this the first time, you blew my mind. When I listened to it the second time, you blew my mind again. There was so much information shared with this. I know personally, I got so much from that. Like even today, I was using the tips shared in that, all of the actionable things that I could take. And it, and it really helped me in my own work with creativity. It's, it's incredible. So I just hope guys, all of you listening, I really hope you had a notepad and pen to hand because there was so much information and I know it's going to be one which you're going to have to really listen back to if you want to get the full benefit from this at least 5 million times because there was so much information there. Yeah, I'm, I'm very sorry if I've ruined anybody's uh, notepads or anything like that. Um, if, if that has happened, please feel free to bill us at the success. From, I'm joking, that was, that was a joke. Please don't bill us. But hopefully you got something out of that. Again, we spoke to Sam straight after his uh, after the call took place and he came away with one big takeaway. We spoke to him a few days later after he'd re-listened to it. His big takeaway was something completely different. And a third time, literally today, as we was talking to him at the start of the podcast, his big takeaway was something completely different again. So it's hopefully there's value there. But more importantly, if you want to talk to us, uh, in your own sort of coaching session we're open to do that again we can talk about anything that will help you improve your business mindset and performances all you need to do is simply head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash coaching and that will be a full page all about the coaching sessions what we offer how we can do that and the full process everything equally you could just email us at thesuccessfulmentalist at gmail.com from there We'll send you all the information, but um, I promise they're not all that dense. I, I don't want people thinking that every single coaching session they're going to have to listen to a million and one times. This just happened to be one of those episodes. That's it. But no, I really hope you guys enjoyed it. And here's a little fun thing. I can't wait to share next month's episodes with you because it's a whole brand new variety of topics a whole brand new special guest so here's something fun which you guys can play along and potentially win something uh obviously we've got a special guest coming on at the end of next month with obviously to finish off the variety of topics we talk about if you want to have a guess at trying to guess who who the special guest is that was a mouthful to get out uh go over to facebook instagram or twitter 
write down who you think the special guest is going to be at the end of the month tag us at the successful mentalist if you get it right you might win yourself a tsm mug how about that so with that in mind i can't wait to see you next month so we'll see you soon Hey, it's Aiden here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, it would really mean the world to us if you just took a moment to leave a rating and a review on your preferred podcast player. That way it just helps us grow the show and get it into the ears of more listeners across the world in a non-creepy way. Also, when you're ready to roll, here are three ways that we can help you right now. Number one is to join our free Facebook group. It's called the Magician's Business Group and we're creating the most valuable space on the internet for entertainers that are looking to grow and improve their business. We'd love you to join us inside. So to do that, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you straight there or just pull open Facebook and search for the Magician's Business Group. Number two is to take our new quiz. It'll help you find the biggest opportunity in your entertainment business right now. And in just a few quick questions, you'll be presented with a seven minute breakdown of your biggest opportunity and how you can actually go about tackling that to help increase your entertainment business and boost it completely. In order to take the quiz, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz, and we'll be able to get you your results. Number three, momentum. If you'd like to make an extra two grand a month in magic without paying a penny for advertising, we'd love to help you. Our latest coaching program, Momentum, is designed to get you booking gigs every single week for at least £500 so that you can be growing your entertainment business without having to worry about websites or business cards or advertising or any of that kind of stuff. To find out more, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum and we'll send you all of the details.